Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Amen, amen. And as we have been in this current sermon series, we've been talking about kingdom over culture. We've been talking about kingdom over culture. Amen. I don't know about you, but this has already been a series that's been challenging me to make sure that my mind is on the on, on seeking that of the kingdom, the things of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, the word of God. I need the spirit of God in my life. Amen. And so it's about kingdom for me and not just what I see in the culture. I want the kingdom, what's on the inside of me to actually influence the outside culture, not vice versa, the culture actually influencing us. No, no, no. Tell somebody we have got to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we don't conform to the things of this world. So it's about kingdom for us as the believers of God. Amen. And so as we're getting ready to jump in this word, listen, if you got your Bibles, if you got your Bibles, and y'all know it's customary. Listen, we want to stand. They want to stand to honor God's word. Amen. And so we're going to flip like some gymnastics, regardless of your weight, your age, your flexibility. We're going to flip over to the book of Genesis chapter number 25. And we are going to land a perfect 10 on verse number 20. So Genesis chapter 25, verse number 20. And here begins the reading of God's holy word. It says, And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Pandanaram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over like an hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out of his hand and took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. You may be seated in the presence of our living God. Amen. And today, uh, the message that we're going to be working with on today, we're talking about culture wars. We're talking about culture wars, culture wars, right? Now, we find ourselves here in the book of Genesis, the book of origins, where things uh, uh, are, are beginning, where we're looking at things that are starting, right? And as we know, uh, the nation of Israel is getting ready to actually be formed or getting ready to be started, uh, how God called Abraham from this distant people, and he's called him to be uh, a man that he would actually bring uh, this nation about. And so it started with Abraham, and of course, we know uh, his seed is Isaac. And so here we are in Scripture where Isaac, you know, has now uh, married. Rebecca and things of that nature right there and now she's actually uh, pregnant with twins and this is what we see taking place in the scriptures right so before I get ahead of myself as we're talking about culture wars right but let me back up because we said this is kingdom over culture so I want to remind you what kingdom is defined as right kingdom is simply defined as a region of activity knowledge or influence right definition number two talks about a realm in which God's will is fulfilled and that's the one that interests me the most definition number two a realm in which God's will is fulfilled so where the kingdom of God is made manifest here in the earth realm we understand that's a realm where God's will is actually being fulfilled the 
the purpose of God. The word of God is being made manifest. What God desires is actually taking place and it is being fulfilled and being manifested in the earth realm, right? And so when you think about culture, culture is actually defined as this right here. So when we think about culture, definition number one tells us it's defined as this. It says the customary beliefs, social forms, and material traits of a racial, religious, or social group. That's definition one for culture. Definition number two talks about the characteristic features of everyday existence, such as the versions of life, a way of life shared by people in a place or time. So depending upon the time, we understand culture changes based upon different generations cultures actually change but when you dig into what cultures really are it's talking about these beliefs these that that's customary to a certain group of people you know things that they believe you know uh, uh, the manners and how they act and how they carry themselves and how they conduct themselves so this is what we're talking about when we're talking about the culture right and so we understand here in the good old United States of America, uh, a, a Christian rapper by the name of Dayton, he said, you know, he described the United States as this right here, the United States of Abomination. And that's typically where we are. And I think it's an excellent definition to describe this particular country, a country that was founded upon biblical principles, but yet you find the culture, inside of the culture, you find the people actually pushing God out of the culture, right? And so... When you think about America, it's, it's, we're considered to be the second Israel, you know, the other nation that is founded upon biblical principles. And just like Israel pushed God out of the culture and they began to pervert different things after they went whoring at the other gods and, 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 and uh, actually sacrificing their children to pagan gods and all these different things where all this different perversion came inside the culture, right? They wanted to replace the things of God, the presence of God, the ways of God with perverted ways, profane ways, wicked ways, evil ways, and thus it caused the nation to actually be destroyed where they led, were led into captivity. And, and, and God would send prophets to speak and declare the word of the Lord, what was taking place if the people would not return back to the ways of the Lord, right? And so thank God for the voices, those prophetic voices that we still have that are speaking and declaring what does say of the Lord, who are not compromising the word, who are not seeking out friends, who are not looking to build platforms and build brands and build names and stuff, but people who are standing flat footed to declare what does say of the Lord. Regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it sounds like, regardless of your acceptance, to know that we are accepted by God, that's the only thing that matters. So as we're talking about culture wars, like we said, the Christian rapper Dayton, he said it best. United States, these United States of abomination. Because all we see inside of our culture is abominable things that are taking place, right? And when you think about the title of the text, as we say, culture wars, we are simply talking about this right here. Because culture wars is defined as it's a conflict between groups, especially liberal or conservative groups that have different cultural ideas, beliefs, or philosophies, right? And so when you think about those who are in uh, 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 leadership positions, seats of powers, right, those uh, the powers that be who are, who, are, who are coming up with the laws, you know, it's based off different things that they believe, you know, their beliefs. Because it used to be we were a nation founded upon biblical principles, but now we're pushing God outside of the culture and it, it appears that we're moving back to the days of Noah where everyone is doing what is right according in their eyes. And, and we have people, lawmakers who are making laws, you know, because, you know, cancel culture now. I don't want to be canceled. 
You understand what I'm saying? That's a culture war inside the culture, right? Uh, you got to be mindful of what you say, if not, or what you believe in, because if, if it goes against the culture, then you run the risk of actually being canceled by the cancel culture. So as we're talking about this cancer culture, know that there is a war going on for our nation, right? There is a war going on for our nation. When you think about our nation, right, like we say, it's a people that is pushing God outside of the culture. And these abominable things that are coming in, when you think about things like abortion, homosexuality, transgender rights, and things like racism, all these different things are causing there to be a war for our nation. Simply because of what's taking place inside the culture. When you think about abortion, I know, I know, they say, listen, women, it's your body, it's your own choice. Okay, regardless of how you want to draw it up, murder is still murder. At the end of the day, it's still murder. When you make a choice to kill that fetus, because we play word games of fetus and we want to talk about, well, it's an unborn. No, it's a child. It's a child. And if you make that choice to actually go and have that abortion, it is murder. No matter how you draw it up, it is murder. There's no way getting around it. It's murder. The culture wants you to believe that you're making a choice for your own body. You're making a healthy choice for your own body. Well, listen, if you don't want a child, practice abstinence. If you don't want a child, then use all these different things out that they got, preventive things to, to help. Use that. If you're not going to just stop fornicating, use that. But anytime you, you make a choice to abort a child, it's murder. It's murder. And then when we talk about things like homosexuality, the culture is making homosexuality a norm now. You can't turn on a TV show. You can't turn on a movie. You can't even look at children's cartoon shows now without them introducing homosexuality. It has now become the norm. I'm talking about there are certain movies, the, the, the theme or the plot of the movie has nothing to it to do with this. But they're going to find the way to make sure they put this in there because they're trying to flood your eye gates with seeing this to make it become a norm for you. It's not normal. I don't care that President Obama passed the law and all the Congress they, they got behind him and they passed the law. According to the laws of God, it's wrong. It's profane. It's wicked. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. And then when you talk about transgender rights, right, the war for the culture, right, the war for the culture, culture wars, right? Uh, uh, Christian rapper Bizzle, he talked about, listen, a, a child, a little boy that's seven years old, you calling him your prince, right? He can't pick his bedtime, but he can pick his gender. Something is wrong with that. Now, if he can't pick his bedtime, but yet he has the authority to pick his gender, something is wrong with that. Because everybody's living according to what they feel. I've never felt like myself until I began to act like the different gender. No, well, according to your sex, that's who you are. Look at your pipe work. Check out your pipe work. I don't care what you feel. Your pipe work is a clear distinction of who you are. You got to understand. So we're talking about transgender rights. And this is my thing. They would try to make transgender rights or, or they would try to make it, it when, even when you're talking about homosexuality, marriage rights. They would try to make this a, as if it's equivalent to civil rights or when you talk about the race war, per se. How can you even include them in this? Talk about them as if they're the same thing. People talk about, you know, those those who are struggling with homosexuality and the gender, all this LBGTQQ, LMLOP, whatever, I don't know. All the letters of I'ma just say the whole alphabet. 
and the plus sign and the equal sign for all that community. How can you even compare or act like you consider a minority for somebody like people of color? But this is what the culture has produced. All these different wars inside the culture. Tell somebody, we're talking about culture wars. We're talking about culture wars, right? And like we say, this whole racism thing. You would think, although we had a black president, <laughs> and after we had a black president, the culture pulled the Trump card on us. <laughs> uh, Y'all ain't going to talk about it. You, got to, you understand what I'm saying? They pulled a the Trump card on us. That, that's all right. That's all right. I'm not going to disrespect, because the Bible tells me it's an honor. I'm an honor. I'm not going to call him number 45. I'm not going to call him Agent Orange, how some people do. No, he's, he's former President Trump. The culture pulled the Trump card on us. And, 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 and think about, we, we, we appear to be progressing. Now we have a, 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 a female vice president. Not only is she female, but she's a woman of color. Um, but even with all of that, they're going to give us a little, you know, uh, but, but, but listen, <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. But we're still where we are. There are really no changes. There are really no changes. With all the marching and the protesting, there are really no changes. We, we need somebody in position that has a pen in their hand because the power comes with the pen. And I believe God is going to anoint me to be one of those individuals to have a pen in my hand to help write policy. You understand? To write policy that is not just beneficial for certain people, but that policy that is just, that is fair. I know, we're we, we talking about culture wars, culture wars, just conflict between groups, right? Uh, liberal and conservative groups, and, and of course we see this in politics within our nation, right? Um, and we see this with all the different beliefs and the different ideologies and the different philosophies throughout our culture. Because when you think about the United States, it's a melting pot for cultures. Different religions and different beliefs and different philosophies have come here. And because we have freedom of speech and freedom of religion, people are welcome to, 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 to believe and to, to, to think and to express and to say different things, you know, that they believe. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, a nation that was founded upon biblical principles, we are a people now that are pushing God out of the culture. And because of that, it is turning the, the, the nation and the culture upside down. So as we dive into the scriptures, and, and, and I want to say I didn't even realize it until <laughs> uh, maybe two days ago. Um, that Pastor Katrina came from these passages of scripture on last Sunday. And then Minister Mark, my older brother, came for these same exact scriptures on Thursday for the men's Bible study. And then on Saturday, Pastor Ivan, uh, Elder MK, and myself, as we were working on the book, we were talking about these same scriptures. I said, God, look at this right here. Well, I guess this is where I'm supposed to be, talking about culture wars, culture wars, right? So now, we're in a very, very familiar passage of Scripture, right? And as we jump into the Scripture, verse number 20 talks about, And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, uh, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, the, Pan, the, Ram, the sister Laban, the Syrian, right? And when you think about 
Isaac was 40 years old. The word 40 stuck out to me, right? Because 40 is a number that talks about a time of testing, and it's also uh, uh, symbolizes a generation of men. So, so 40 years equals a generation, right? And so when you think about this right here, as Isaac is turning 40 years old, and he's taking Rebekah to be his wife, immediately they deal with testing and do you know somebody and can you relate uh, there are times right now because of these culture wars you are actually being tried or you're actually being tested uh, you got to hold your tongue you got to be careful about what you type out there in social media because if it goes against the grain of what the culture believes in or what the culture supports then you run the risk of being canceled try and test it for the things that you believe in but most of us we're unwilling to stand up flat-footed and just say no I believe what I believe I will not back down because I listen I have come subject to the king of kings he's the only one that I bow down to I would not find myself bowing down to a cancer culture I would not find myself bowing down to this perverse culture of our nation no I stand for holiness I stand for righteousness I believe in the ways of the Lord I believe in the kingdom of God I believe in those things that are just those things that are right I won't back down so it says and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebecca the wife right and we understand think about this here notice right when when Abraham sent his servant to go find a wife he sent him back to his own family you got to remember when God called Abraham he called Abraham from a Syrian people right a people who worshiped and served other gods in other words uh, 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 this culture was centered around their beliefs and centered around their religion right it, what they believe was going to determine how they conducted themselves how they behave how they interact with those inside of their society right and so he's coming now from a different culture but God is pulling Abraham out of this pagan culture to establish a holy culture as he brings about the nation of Israel so there you already got two nations right or two different cultures right and so Isaac he now marries Rebecca who's coming out of this other pagan culture and she's going to now have to familiarize herself now with this culture of this holy God this one true God where she's accustomed to worship many gods right many gods but now I got to come under the auspices of under one God one true God this holy God and 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 how he's laid out for them to do things I got to switch up my whole life and see when you talk about 40 uh, that time of testing she is actually going to be tested Isaac is going to actually be tested because when you begin to mix cultures Understand, we run the risk of things falling apart. We run the risk of there being a war. We run the risk of there being disagreements and, and, and a lack of understanding. We run the risk of there being war inside of our own homes because we have different cultures. Do you know somebody and can you relate? Think about things like this simply simple communication. When somebody is coming from a different place and, and they speak differently and words mean different things per, per se, understand there is a language barrier, right? And it will bring frustration into the conversation and bring frustration into the relationship because because of this barrier, this thing of language. I don't understand what you actually mean when you said what you said. We can say the exact same words, but they may be used based on tone, uh, based on diction, all these different things. It can, it can be used to mean something totally different from what I am accustomed to based upon my culture. We're talking about culture wars, culture wars, culture wars, right? And it's not that you have to come from a different region per se. 
I found out here in the good old United States, me coming from Florida, coming to North Carolina, right? There was somewhat of a language barrier, right? Uh, 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 yeah, I understood some of the most of the common slang terms, but then there were some things like, uh, I, I, for, I give you an example. When I think about uh, this right here, to floss, to floss. Up here in North Carolina, or, or and I don't know how it is in Jersey, to floss meant you you know you, you you're doing it big, you know you 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 you're doing your thing, but in Florida to floss meant you were faking and fronting, right? And we we had this is the same when you floss, you pay the cost. You got to understand. I know some of y'all like it because you you like, hey, I'm gonna fake it till I make it. But no, where I'm from, the bottom when you floss, you're gonna pay the cost, right? You flossing, you faking and you fronting. To us, that's what floss mean when you flossing. But up here, floss mean you was doing it big you was doing your thing right see how that can be a, a, a language barrier or a easily misunderstanding between words even though we both use the same words but yet they have different meanings right here in the same nation same region per se so understand these things can bring about trials and tests inside of relationships and as we dive into this relationship between Isaac and Rebecca right the scripture lets us know he was 40 years old when he took Rebecca right 40 years old I'm moving and it says and Isaac entreated her right so 40 keep that in mind 40 years old Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him and Rebecca his wife conceived right and when you talk about this word entreated this word entreated is defined in the Hebrew as it means to intercede it means to intercede to intercede to stand in the gap for someone right where you begin to intervene on their behalf based on your ability to pray right and so understand Isaac is standing in the gap because he's trying to intervene because of his wife's barrenness this how can God establish what he desires to establish this nation because he told Abraham listen I'm going to establish my covenant with Isaac he gave Abraham a promise and he said I'm going to establish the covenant with Isaac so in order for this to take place Isaac has to have a seed and so because of her barrenness, Isaac now takes it upon himself to go and, and, and intercede and when you intercede this is different from you just praying and we'll see in scripture, right? So he's interceding. He's standing in the gap. And when to stand in the gap, right, what he's doing, he's opposing. As he's praying, he's opposing this opposition, this thing called barrenness. <laughs> this thing that is not allowing her or allowing them to actually reproduce, right? Uh, to bring about that seed in the earth realm so God can establish this nation like he told Abraham. So he's going in the realm of the spirit to pray against this opposition, that of barrenness. And think about it. When, when, when things are barren, right, things are sterile, right, it's, it's, it's a lack of production. And, and, and think about the different areas in your life where it may be barren. Well, you may be barren. When you think about, I'm praying, but maybe your, par your prayer life is sterile or it's barren because it's not producing anything, right? Uh, you got to understand you're supposed to be producing the fruits of the Spirit in your life, right? And, and maybe you're barren in your Spirit if there is no production of the fruits of the Spirit in your life. Maybe you're sterile somebody I thank God that you got a man right and let's not forget this right anytime you see a woman most times when you see a woman right she's a typology she's a type of of the body of Christ right and see we need some people who are going to intercede we got a lot of people who are praying for the body right uh, and like we said I'm gonna I'm show you this different right we got a lot of people praying 
inside the body, praying for the body. But we need people who are going to intercede, who are going to come against the opposition that is coming against the body, where, where the enemy is trying to cause the body of Christ to remain in a barren state or a sterile state where the body is not producing. We need some men of God. We need some prayer warriors. We need some women of God who will stand in the gap and begin to pray for the body of Christ. I'm talking about really pressing and interceding, bombard heaven and come against this opposition of barrenness, this opposition of being sterile in the body. So notice it says, and Isaac entreated of the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him. Now think about this here, right? Uh, uh, when, when Isaac's, when the scripture says Isaac entreated of the Lord, it is saying Isaac went to go pray. And this prayer was an a, 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 a intercession type prayer where he's warring, where he's coming against the opposition. But the scripture then tells us that the Lord was entreated of Isaac, meaning in, in, in in reciprocity, it, God heard him. So for God to be entreated of Isaac, it is saying that God gave ear to his cry. God gave ear to what he was speaking as he was praying against this opposition, as he was warring against this opposition of barrenness, right? And the Bible said, listen, after God in was entreated of him, Rebecca, his wife, conceived. <laughs> and see, we need people who are able to get prayers through. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Somebody that can actually break through the opposition and allow the prayer to actually get through so that there can be a manifestation of what it is that we're praying, right? Because you got to tell somebody it's bigger than where we are right now. Uh, you got to understand it's a much bigger picture than what you see right now, than what you really understand right now. It's important for us to have the child because, listen, in order for the nation to come about, it is going to be hindered on these children or one child in particular so it's much bigger than you know hey us having our two children and our picket fence and our little dog and five cattle out here you understand it, it, it's about God establishing his word bringing his word to pass amen and so listen it says and the children struggled together within her and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the children struggled together within her. Right? Now, we, what we know about Jacob and Esau, that they are twins indeed. They're twins indeed. Right? And when you think about this, in the womb at the same time, right? And think about, for those of you, there's some of us who have siblings, right? And, and some of the ways that you grew up, some of the things that you were exposed to, some of the things that your family had to deal with. Uh, when you think about generational as well as bloodline curses, listen, you and your siblings have an understanding because there were some things that y'all struggled together. <laughs> you got to understand, uh, me and my brother, we didn't understand that we was poor until we got older, right? Until we got a little bit older we didn't understand that we grew up poor you got to understand but that was a struggle that we struggled in together you understand i know what the scripture is saying it's talking about they struggled or they wrestled or they fought inside the womb inside the dark place right and there were some of us even with your siblings you constantly fighting with your siblings how crazy is that, right? You can't get along with your siblings, right? How is it that y'all come from the same people, the same mama, the same daddy, but y'all views are so opposing. Y'all views are so far. It's so much distance, like, like you way over here, and their views and how they think is way on the other side of the spectrum. But y'all come from the same people. 
It's not like they raised you any different than they raised your brother or they raised your sister. They raised y'all in the same house and in the same manner, in the same ways. But how is it one of y'all understand you need Jesus and the other one was like, I don't believe in God. (laughs) Do you know somebody can you relate? And they fight you based upon what you believe in. As if what you believe in is a bunch of fiction. It's a it's a made up story. It's a white man's religion. Come on, y'all ain't going to be real. We're talking about culture wars, right? How is it that y'all came from the same household, the same people, but yet y'all seem so different? You're so similar, but yet you're so different. And this is what we find when we think about Jacob and Esau or Esau and Jacob. And it says the children struggled together in the womb, right? And this word struggle together from the Hebraic understanding, it talks about to oppress, right? Listen, as we're talking about culture wars, we are all considered in this nation, right? The United States of abomination, right? We are all considered to be Americans, Americans, citizens of the United States, Americans, right? But why is it there's only some of us who are in this nation, Right. Living based upon the custom, the traditions, the beliefs and and, 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 and underneath the laws and, and, and all of these different things. But some of us still feel oppressed. Because we're talking about culture wars. And, and if you know anything, if, if you be oppressed long enough, this oppression will bring you to a place where you feel discouraged. Like, like, listen, it, it, it's listen. You talk to most black people and they'll tell you, black or brown people, let me put it like that. They'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? The white man is keeping me down. You understand? Well, 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 me, y'all know me. Sometimes I can be a cynic at times. You got to understand. I, 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 listen, way back from 2008 and 2016, listen, I was saying to the white black man, what's your excuse? Not because you got a black man in office. Listen, you voted for him, but he ain't really do nothing for you. Oh, y'all don't like that because y'all was busy celebrating. We making history. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do for us? (laughs) What did he do for us? Uh, What did he do for us? You got to understand. I appreciate him. But what did he do for us? We're still dealing with and battling oppression and most black and brown people are still living lives of discouragement. And you got to understand if you oppress long enough and you are discouraged long enough, it won't be long before you are broken in spirit. Oh, I wish I had some help right there. And the culture is trying to break a certain people. You got to understand the enemy is trying to use a culture to break a certain people. Now I'm coming outside of the lines. I'm not just talking about black and brown people, but I'm talking about a kingdom people. You see this war where they're coming i'm talking about ferociously coming against christians and believers it's not just around the world but it's happening right here in your own backyard in the good old united states of abomination where they're attacking christians right christians are being persecuted thank god we're not being beheaded and thank god we're not being thrown in prison but listen it's on the way you got to understand it's already in canada right above us our neighbors right above us you got pastors who are declaring their word and the police are coming right in their services handcuffing them and taking them out because of what they're speaking and what they're declaring because of what they're believing you got to understand it won't be long before it trickle right on down here to the good old united states of abominations you mark what i say i'm trying to tell you persecution is on this way but they've been persecuting the church 
You got to understand they took prayer out of school. And as soon as they took prayer out of school, you got to understand children begin to act any and all kinds of ways. And you got to understand since they've been taking prayer out of school, now we got all type of shootings that are taking place, killings that is happening. It should not happen that little children who've been on the earth a mere six years and nine years and ten years uh, have lost their life. But you don't even understand God might have been calling one of them to be a major prophet, an apostle to declare in the end times what Thus saith the Lord, but the enemy convinced them to take prayer out of the school. A little boy, six-year-old boy, took his Bible to school, was reading his Bible, and he was praying in school. He wasn't doing it with anybody. He was praying to himself. Do you understand? They, they, going to court. Because they told this six-year-old there's supposed to be a separation between state and the church. Six years old. And you trying to control what this boy believes? You trying to control what this boy is reading? Six years old. I just saw a recent uh, interview, a woman over in, 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 in the UK of all places. The UK. Before Queen of England just died, she was the longest living monarch, right? Believed in God. You can go and look at interviews that she had. Believed in God. Matter of fact, she was saying, I'm going to rule based upon biblical principles. But something has changed even in the UK. They have now it, it put laws in place that there were certain public squares and public places in the UK that you cannot. First, they put it under terms of you can't go protest and all of these different things, right? This woman was standing near an abortion clinic. She was not even on the grounds where the abortion clinic was. She's across the street from the abortion clinic, but it's still considered to be a public space. She's not verbalizing anything. She's actually there quiet. And when they asked her, what are you doing? Because she was well known now. She was well known for protesting. She was well known for actually talking to women before they would go ahead and make abortions and trying to give them counsel and praying for them and praying that God would shut these type of things down. Right. But on this particular day, she's out there. She's alone. She's not saying anything. She's just leaned up against a pole and she has her head bowed down as if she's in a position or a posture of prayer. The police roll up on her and they begin to question, what are you doing? She's quiet. I'm just standing here. Then she said, because she's so well known, they ask her, are you praying? She said, well, I may be praying in my mind. <laughs> Do you understand when she said that? Mind you, she never prayed out loud. She was praying in her mind. They arrested her because she was standing in a quote unquote public space and she was praying. So what they're saying now in the UK, you cannot pray in public spaces. See, we're talking about culture war. And this is the culture is vehemently coming against the kingdom of God. It is trying to silence the kingdom. It is trying to stop the advancement, the forward progress of the kingdom. So understand. In the womb, though, these twins, 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 twins. Americans, we are twins. It doesn't matter. Twins, 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 twins. We may be different colors, just like Esau and Jacob, because the Bible lesson of the Esau is red. I'm not going to go into all of that. So he's red and he's full of hair. Jacob was a simple, plain, innocent man. 
he's described as. And this is where they get their names from, right? But twins, the word twin is simply defined as made up of two similar or related or connected members of parts, right? So when we talk about this here, they are so similar, but yet they're so very different at the same time. And isn't that true of uh, the United States of abomination? We are so similar, but yet we are so very different at the same time. Uh, they tell me we all bleed red. They tell me we all the same color when the lights go out. Uh, you got to understand, we hate it for the color of our skin, but every time you get outside of the uh, United States of abomination, when you go to these Caribbean islands, when you get away from your white rich friends, you got to understand, you braid your hair like ours. Oh, but you have a problem when we braid our hair when we come to work. But when you get outside of this nation, you braid your hair, you beat it up and all of this stuff, you spray tan. Listen, why are you darkening your skin? If that's what you hate you're trying to look like what you proclaim you say you hate you lying you lying it's only when you get away from your family and friends you start trying to do your hair like ours but 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 when you in the workplace you got a problem with our braids and with our dreadlocks and all of these things and with our cores and with our nappy hair but you try listen i even came across some some asian boys people in the Asian culture now you see what my hair looks like right now listen well, listen my black and brown people listen we're not the only ones who could do an afro now there are white people who can do an afro now and what my hair looks like right now these Asian folk that came up with a way where they do something and spray something then take some type of cone and they have will come out looking just like this I said God we can't even have naps no more to ourselves the devil is a lie we don't even have naps to ourselves no more you can't even be called nappy head no more it used to be there was a black thing nappy head nappy head now Asians can be called nappy head used to be you were the only one who had an afro now listen the white folk can get an afro now so what, what used to be something that identified us set us apart no listen they have created it for themselves. The war on culture. <laughs> you, you, you got to understand, uh, even for those of us black and brown people, for those of us who, 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 who ancestors were slaves and things of that nature right there, what was done to us was this identity was stripped from us. This is why most black people struggle with their identity because you fail to understand who you are. Well, listen, I'm not even trying to tra go and trace my genealogy. Listen, you ask me who I am. I'm a son of the king, son of the most high. That's what you got to understand. I'm a citizen of the kingdom. I ain't trying to worry about what tribe is in my bloodline. You got to understand. I'm trying to worry about what, which one of these spiritual Israelite tribes I'm a part of. You got to understand. Know who you are. It's because of that that we don't understand. Most black and brown people don't understand who they are. The culture can beat you down because it strip you of your identity. And when you don't know who you are, most likely you don't know where you're supposed to be going because you don't know where you come from. And you don't understand what you should be doing. So it says then the children struggle together within her, right? And so when it's talking about the struggle, listen, they in here wrestling inside the womb, right? pressing i can imagine esau and jacob kicking each other in the face and and trying to gouge each other eyes out in the womb in the womb right like can you imagine that like the, these are children like th their mental faculties are not all the way there at least what i'm accustomed to when i think about a newborn baby especially in these modern day times there's only so much they can do they just lay on their back 
eating poop, cry. Now, but the Bible tells me they in the womb fighting. Oh, you got to understand. You got to understand. It says, and the children struck it together within her, and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? In other words, what, what is happening? Have you ever asked that about yourself regarding your life, regarding what's, what's going on? What, why is this happening? What is wrong with me? What, what, what seems to be the issue right now, right? And, and I can imagine her, you know, at about nine months, you understand what I'm saying, just belly way out to here, super large, because she got two on the inside, right? And but I'm talking about just imagine her laying on her back trying to get some sleep. Can't get sleep because these babies constantly flipping in her stomach kicking doing 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 the uh, uh flying kicks and jump kicks and all kind of stuff in her belly you understand and she can't get in the rest she's trying to figure out what is going on right remember isaac entreated of the lord he interceded a warfare type prayer whereas now the scripture says because she was trying to figure out what is going on with me i i, I don't understand what's happening with me it doesn't make sense why why all of this is happening right now the first three months i was good when i was in my first trimester i was good but now that i'm in my last trimester these babies seems to be out of control what's wrong is it what isaac is feeding me Maybe he needs to massage my feet a little bit more, massage my shoulders a little bit more. Maybe, maybe he needs to get on his knees and bend down and sing to my belly. Maybe he needs to lay hands on my stomach and pray. Oh, tell somebody. See, we thank God for some praying father, some praying husband. See, I laid my hand on the womb and I prayed for my children. So that when my children came into the earth realm, they were familiar with prayer. Even when I spoke in my prayer, like matter of fact, they would actually go to sleep when I prayed in my prayer language. When they would be crying, fussing, uh, I would go into my prayer language and they would just fall asleep right on my chest. Oh, they understood something. That young, that young, that young. So it says, and she went to inquire of the Lord, right? Now, uh, to inquire simply means to seek or to ask for. So a different type of prayer, she's seeking an answer. She's looking for an answer or she's looking for instructions. So it's a different type of prayer. God, I need you to answer me. I need you to give me understanding. Help me understand what is happening right now. So she went to seek. She went to inquire or she went to ask for an answer. And answer. And like we said, there are many people praying on behalf of the body, praying for the body, and they're asking for answers when they should be interceding, coming against the opposition. And then there were times when the opposition, God has defeated the opposition, pushed the opposition back. When you should be praying and asking God for an answer, a lot of times you call yourself interceding. Oh, tell somebody, you got to know what, how to pray, when to pray and how to pray. You got to understand when, when this is why you got to be able to discern the times. Because being able to discern the time will tell you how you're supposed to pray. You understand? There were some times where if I'm being honest, if I'm being completely honest. There were some times where I went in prayer and my posture was that of lying prostrate on my face. When my posture should have been that of standing because what I'm praying about, uh, what I'm praying against, I'm in warfare. The posture is me laying before God, showing God, listen, God, I am at, I, I'm, I'm the lowest, I'm in the lowest position I can get, humbling myself before you in all of your splendor, in all of your majesty, God. Think about it. I have humbled myself to opposition when I'm laying prostrate. 
doing warfare when I should be standing. Standing is the posture of attention. Standing is the posture of war. What, what, if, if we're talking about body language, if, if opposition is approaching me and I'm lying prostrate, what do you think my body language is saying to my opposition? Think about this here. When you see uh, in the animal kingdom, when you see, think about wolves or dogs, right? And, 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 and your little scary dog, right? I got a big, strong dog, but he's scary. Oh, this, this, <laughs> this guy, listen, his color will deceive you. You got to understand, he a dark, brindle-colored dog. Listen, and when you look at him, you'll think he's just the most ferocious thing. No, he's not. He will come and run to you, wagging his tail, and he will fall over on his side. What is that saying? He's saying to you, I'm submitting myself to you. At the same time, he's also saying, hey, scratch my stomach, rub my stomach. Man, you don't get out of here. I said, my other dog is in heaven saying, God, I can't believe you sent this one. You got to understand, my other dog was, uh, listen, you couldn't walk past my house without me knowing. This one, you come in the house. <laughs> you, you come in the house and he won't, he won't, he won't bark. He'll look, he, he look, listen, y'all, listen, y'all, listen, y'all. Let me get back to my point. But some days I have to confess this. He, he's, he's sitting right next to me when he's out. And he's looking at me like, you, you gonna, are you going to get up and go to the door? Are you going to say something? Like, if you go, I'll go. Oh, are you kidding me? You got it. Twi You're supposed to be protecting us. And he's looking for me to protect him. Like, did you hear that knock? Did you hear the door? <laughs> if you don't get out of here. But my point is, when, when, when dogs or wolves come into the company or the presence or a dominant dog or a dominant wolf, that, that wolf puts himself in a submissive posture. They, they lie down on their side. That body language is speaking that I'm submitting myself to your dominance. I'm submitting myself to your authority. So imagine if I'm lying prostrate when I'm supposed to be standing when my opposition comes. Imagine what is my body language saying to my opposition? Could it be that I've told my opposition, listen, I'm submit, and this is why things have made forward progress in your life because you were in the wrong posture. You were praying the wrong way instead of you interceding, coming against the opposition. You were busy saying God, asking God for something, seeking God for something, looking for something, rather than coming to war against what is coming against you, to war against what is coming against your household, warring against what's coming against your marriage, warring against what's coming against your children, warring against what's coming against your finances, your business, your health your life uh, you got to understand you 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 was praying asking and looking for something when you should have been warring so we see a difference Isaac entreated he warred he, he interceded he, he came against the opposition whereas Rebecca she inquired of the Lord she went to seek search look for an answer right and then the Bible says and the Lord said unto her Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. As the Lord is saying, there were two nations. And we do understand God was going to establish 
through Jacob, the nation of Israel, and through Isaac. This is where we have this nation where the Edomites come from, Edom. Edom is also a name that, that, that they gave to Esau as well. Pointing to the red, his, his red skin color, the fact that he loved to eat the red porridge that Jacob used to trick him out of his birthright. Uh, and, and when you talk about the different land, the sand, the clay uh, in this Edom area, it was red. Where Edom, Esau went rather to establish his family, red clay. So all things pertaining to red was associated with Esau. So two nations are in thy womb. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, right? And when it talks about these two nations that are in thy womb, and it talks about two manner of people, right? When you look at this two manner of people, right? This two manner of people is defined simply as this. It's talking about personal conduct or behavior as evaluated by an accepted standard or appropriateness for a social or professional setting, right? So when we talk about this two manner of people, Twins, very similar, but very different, very much different in how they conduct themselves, how they handle themselves, right? We understand the Bible lets us know that Esau was very cunning, a man of hunting, whereas Jacob was more of a homebody, an innocent man, right, or a pleasant man. So basically a man that didn't really have too much, you know, hey, just a regular dude, average dude. One was loved by the father, Esau was loved by Isaac, and, and Jacob was loved by Rebekah. Two different nations and two different people, two manner of people. So when you talk about the personal conduct or behavior, how Jacob and how Esau conduct themselves, how they behave, not just with each other, but within the home, it's very, very different. Twins. Similar but very different. When you look inside of our culture, we all, you could talk to everybody, we all have commonalities, right? I don't care how rich you are, I don't care what the color of your skin is, I don't care what type of grades you have on your hair, or on your head rather. One thing I can tell you right off gate that we all got in common, rejection. I don't care if you're the prince of, Prince Abu Dhabi, I don't, I don't care. He has experienced some form of rejection too. I know none of the subjects probably rejected him. But he might have rejected himself. Because he might have went to a mirror after everybody left his presence and was like, oh, I really don't look that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard Steve Harvey say this right here. Everybody look good from this, this approach right here. That, that straight on, that, that straight ahead, everybody look good. It's when you do this. Oh, it's when you turn to the side. It was when you turn to the side. When I turn to the side, it doesn't look like what I was looking at when I was looking at myself straight on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Gravity has grabbed the whole of some of us. <laughs> oh, and gravity is doing this thing. What was up is now coming down. What was up is now coming down. 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 Yeah. Whoo. Lord have mercy. I'd I, I be saying this about myself. I'd be like, Lord, I look like a law case. Let her be. Never mind. <laughs> never, 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 
Never mind, never mind, never mind. I can say that about myself. You better not say it. You better not say it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm working on mine. It don't take long for it to tighten up. You best believe it. Don't take long. Doesn't take long. Two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, right? Similar, but so very different. And when you think about their personal conduct or behavior, notice, because two men of people define as what? Personal conduct or behavior as evaluated by an accepted standard. The standards of the culture. Some of us, we can abide by the standards of the culture, but we are guilty of being black or brown. That's our crime, being black or brown. And because of my skin color, I don't fit what is considered to be the standard or the norm. Oh, I wish I had some help right, right here, right there, right here. Two manner of people. So all the appropriateness, what is considered appropriate for the social or professional setting. I love, I love our black folk, our brown and black folk. And I'm not, listen, it's not my intention to go this route, but I can't overlook it because I'm, 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 I'm a red dude. <laughs> I'm red bone dude like I, I still classify this black or brown but my skin is red I know my children are like y'all know I'm red stop playing with me listen not trying to make it intentional but I can't overlook it because y'all tell you when we preach I preach about myself as God gives me I preach about my own life my own experiences in relation to the word of God so with me talking about my race, per se, my skin color, I'm preaching from my own life experiences. I know everybody's not going to agree with it. Everybody's not going to like it, but that's okay. Change your YouTube channel. I'm not about to compromise truth, not to back down because you're uncomfortable. Because that's the thing. Most people who are not of this persuasion... They act as if they have a blind eye, like you don't know. No, you see it. Just be honest. I'm afraid to intervene. I'm afraid to say something. I'm afraid to not be associated with that. I don't want to be called a ninja lover. But stop talking about you believe in justice. When you see injustice is being done simply because of the color of somebody's skin. And you see it and you turn a blind eye. Oh, listen, for my people, my Caucasian brothers and sisters, listen. Who struggle with this? Go look up Jane Elliott. Older white Caucasian woman and she will educate you. Because she talks real about it. How, you know what, they are lying. They are fully aware. She's talking about her own people. Caucasian people say, no, we're fully aware of what's going on. 
But anytime we have to have this conversation, everybody get uncomfortable. Why? Your uncomfortability is an indication that you understand what's taking place. It is, it is an indication that you refuse to be accountable and be responsible in taking your part in what you can do to help change this. Oh, nobody don't want to tell the truth. When it, what, 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 what the culture says is appropriate or what the culture considers to be the standard. Some of us are falling short because we were born with a disadvantage. Simply because of our skin color. And then, oh, to my sisters, black and brown sisters, it's as if society's already given them two strikes. You black, you brown, and you a woman. What? This is why we got to pray. I'm talking about intercede, come against the opposition. It has to be kingdom over culture. Because when it's kingdom, it's not about the circumcised or the uncircumcised. It's not about the Jew or the Gentile. It's not about male, neither is it about female. It is about the purpose of God. The citizens of the kingdom, the sons of God, the sons and daughters of God. This is in the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb and two men of people shall be separated from thy bowels. So two nations are going to come out, come out from these two twins. Very similar, but very much different from one another. And it talks about how they're going to be separated from their bowels. Growing up with the same father, the same mother, and the same household, right? But yet they conduct themselves very, very differently. One is loved by the father, the other is loved by the mother. Right? Imagine, you know, trying to seek the approval of your father. Because, listen, what I know about children... Well, see, mine are teenagers. Most of mine are teens. I have one that's a 10-year-old, right? And the 10-year-old blesses my heart. The 10-year-old still comes, and she's going to love on me and her mommy every night. She's going to tell us, good night, I love you. But the 17-year-old the, the and the 14-year-old, oh, all they do is roll their eyes. All, all they do is roll. You, you, put, you put a nice plate of food in front of them, they roll their eyes. You put money in their hand, you roll, they roll their eyes. You give them a new outfit, new shirt, they roll their eyes. What the world is happening? Ten-year-old just keeps us rooted and grounded. But I can remember when my babies were babies, right? And they would be like, Daddy, look. Oh, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. They're going to always try to get the attention of the father. Because, see, the mother's always there. Mama, you always there. It's the father. The father could be out working. The father could be in the yard working, doing, doing whatever. They are going to try to get the attention of, Daddy, look. Look what I can do. Daddy, Daddy, here, li listen to me read. Daddy, listen, listen to my song. So imagine trying to capture the attention of your father. Jacob doesn't have this. The Bible lets us know that Esau loves, or, or I'm sorry, Isaac loves Esau, and Rebekah loves Jacob. Now, thankfully, Rebekah was there to step in and love on that boy. Now, this is what I'm going to say. I am of the mindset, right? This is me. This is Lincoln. I'm not saying this is God. This is Lincoln. 
I am of the mindset. Because, you know, in the culture, you'll hear people talk about women are smarter than men. Especially when it comes to cheating. <laughs> hey, women have folk under the name of doctor such and such, dentist. And you're like, why is your doctor calling you at? 10.43 on a Saturday night. Oh, child, she was just telling me about the test I had took. But some silly men would go for that. Right? So the culture believes that women are more intelligent than men, right? I, Lincoln, the mother mind said, I don't believe that. I don't think women are more intelligent than men. At least I ain't saw one who would just, can just outwit me in that regard, right? I haven't came across one. But now I might have to digress. I might have to take a step back, right? Because when you look at how Rebecca got Jacob, <laughs> oh, he didn't deceive just one man. He deceived two. He deceived his older brother, uh, and he deceived his father. Oh, she taught him really, really well. She taught him really, really good. Do it just like this. Sound just like this. Make it feel like this. Make it taste like this, right? Listen, okay, your taste is off. Let me add a little something right there. Okay, now it tastes just like your brother. Which lets me know she paid attention to the details of everything. And Isaac... Just paid attention to what was in front of his face in the moment. So she taught him really, really well. So understand, though, even though he didn't have the affection, that love. I'm pretty sure his father loved him, but the scripture went out of his way to let us know that Isaac loved Esau. Rebecca loved Jacob. Now, I do believe that he loved his son. But we can't overlook. They had favorites. Do you know somebody and can you relate? You, I know you love all your children, but, but there is that one. <laughs> it reminds me of a conversation I was just having with my barber, and he was talking to me about his, his, his children. He has five children. He was telling me about one of his daughters. He said, that middle child, oh, that's my, mm, she's just like me. She acts just like me. She looks like me. He talked about when they dropped off the college, you know, out of the five children, right, the first two they dropped off, they didn't cry that much. He said, but when it came to that middle child, he said, boy, I boo-hoo cried. He said, I didn't care who was looking. He said, this time I just had to let him go. He said, I just cried and I cried and I cried. I kept on hugging and I cried. I said, bro, I can understand that. <laughs> I said, I can understand that. I got one in college right now, too. And I said, whoo, I can understand that. But you know what he also told me? He said, listen, that's my mini-me. Whatever I need to know. He said, listen, it's to the point. She know me and my wife so well. He said, I just give her the money and she go shop for my wife. Whether it's my wife's birthday, whether it's my, our anniversary. What, she know my wife that well. She, she, boom, she had me looking so good. I said, God dog it. Because with him running his businesses, and it's not that I don't think the man loves his wife because I do believe he loved his wife. He told me they've been together 19 years. They've been married 19 years. And that's how we end up talking about. I was like, man, but I just celebrated 19 years myself. And so we was congratulating one another on that, right? Black men, brown black men, right? Who are committed, yeah, committed to their boo things. You understand? Because nowadays in the culture, culture don't want you to live by covenant. Culture wants you to live by contract. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one day you disappoint me, the one day you get on my nerves, the day that I don't like you, I'm going to rip up the contract and we're getting a divorce. Kingdom says no. To death do you part. 
So looking at how he was describing his child, he was like, man, she, she, listen, she almost like my snitch. He said, well, I know when I'm in the doghouse and everything. <laughs> I said, oh, yo, you giving me some nuggets, boy. I got to train up one of mine. Oh, I got to train them up to let me know when I'm in the doghouse before I get home. To let me know where I stand. And if I have a moment where I can't get to the store because something is happening on one of those special days, they know what to get. I just give them the money. Or I just give them a car. My, my, you know what? My, my two oldest blessed me not too long ago. And I'm, I'm going to move on. My two oldest blessed me not too long ago. They told me, Daddy, you just might be a ball, Daddy. I was like, a what? Like, I started touching my head like, am I my hair falling out? Like, what is, what? no, daddy, that's not what we mean. I said, well, you can't say those kind of words to me. I don't understand the culture now. Because, you know, y'all generation, all y'all trying to do is, everything is a goddamn acronym with y'all. I don't understand what those three letters mean. You, you, you sending me three letters like I know what that means. I'm sitting here stressing my brain trying to figure out what those three letters mean. Are you kidding me? Just type the whole word generational gap right so so they explained to me no daddy a ball daddy is this right here a ball daddy is <laughs> a ball <laughs> listen they say a ball daddy is a ball head black man that just give his children mainly his girls his credit card letting them go do what they want to do I said well I do not fit that description <laughs> You got to understand, one day I had just gave them my credit card before they can go um, do some shopping they were supposed to be doing, right? And that's when they hit me with that. Daddy, you just might be a ball daddy. I was like, listen, you go shop, but you hurry up and bring my card back, right? They did online shopping. You know, you're not about to take my card and go off to no store. No, go do your online shopping. Matter of fact, stand at the foot of my bed, and I'm going to watch you do your online shopping so I'll know exactly when you're done. And you could put it back in my hand. I think that's what disqualified me. <laughs> but they were like, Daddy, you just might be a ball, Daddy. But they revoked that card not too long ago. I asked them, I was like, you know what, when y'all had said I was something like a ball, Daddy, do I still qualify? They're like, no, Daddy, you don't. <laughs> you do not qualify. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, fine. I don't have to be a ball, Daddy. I'll be me. But this is things that happen in our culture you can go ahead and go right so it says and when her days were to be delivered were fulfilled behold there were twins in her womb and when her days to be delivered were fulfilled when it came time to drop that load she understood what god told her there are two nations not only are there two nations there are two manner of people and they shall be separated from thy bowels. This is what the culture wars are doing to people who are very similar but so very different. It is separating us. It's dividing us. Something like religion has brought such a separation or such a division inside the culture. Isn't it funny though? It's only when we talk about Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, Jehovah, Yahweh, the God, the one true and living God, that you get pushback. Right? Now, 
Everybody is bowing down and everybody got so much respect for Islam. For Allah. Because if you, you say anything bad about Allah, you know what I mean? Oh, anti-Semitism. Well, where is that same sentiment when it comes to you speaking against Jesus? Because all you see in culture, especially in Hollywood, they're consistently mocking our God. The culture is okay with mocking Jesus. It is okay with mocking the God of the Bible. But if you say anything against Islam or Allah, then it's anti-Semitic. You run the risk of hate crime. Are you kidding me? Well, the real Christians stand up. This is my thing. I'm going to go ahead and say it. The gays have come out the closet, let the door open, and the Christians have went in the closet and locked themselves in. Well, the real Christians come out the closet. I got a problem with folk who come out, they no, be a Christian. Because everybody is popular to be a Christian nowadays. But to be a Christian is something totally different. Meaning I live according to the ways of Jesus Christ. I, I am a true follower of Jesus the Christ. Twins were in a womb. It says in the first came out red all over like an hairy garment and they called his name Esau. Remember, names depict purpose. And a lot of times in Hebrew culture, when they gave the name, right, they was given a name based upon what they believed the child would do or, uh, uh, do in regards to God, do for God. So a lot of times purpose or the uh, uh, meaning of the name was speaking to the purpose of the child. And the other thing is they would name children based upon the situation that they were in. For instance, when you think about Rachel and Jacob, when they had Benjamin, they wanted to name him Ben-Anin, son of my sorrow, right? But J uh, 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 Jacob stepped and said, no, his name should be called Ben-Jamin, son of thy right hand. Rachel was naming him based upon the situation. I'm birthing you in sorrow. You have called sorrow to my life. So think about the name. We understand Esau means Harry or it's also associated with Edom, which means red. But when we get into 26, it says, and after that came his brother out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. And his name was Jacob. And his name was called Jacob and Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. Isaac is now 60 years old, 20 years. It took him 20 years to have children. 20 years to have children. Half of a generation to have children. After that, he came his brother out in his hand, took hold of Esau's hill, and his name was called Jacob. Now, think about this. They struggled in the womb, which is an indication they wrestled or they fought. We'll go with the word wrestle. Why is that important? Because Jacob learned how to wrestle in the womb from when he got to the appointed time where he would have to wrestle with the angel. 
If he never wrestled in the womb, he would never knew how to wrestle when he came to the appointed time he had to wrestle with the angel. And listen, this is where our Baptist preachers get all happy and they get you excited and you start jumping because they say, listen, I won't let go until you bless me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? They go to hooping and all of that stuff, right? But listen, he knew how to hold on at the appointed time when he wrestled with the angel because it came from the womb. When on his way out, he grabbed hold of his brother's heel. Now, the name Jacob, right? Typically, when people deal with the name Jacob, they typically deal with his name means supplanter or they'll say deceiver. But his name also means heel grabber or heel holder. So from the womb, from the womb, he learned how to hold on. If he didn't learn in the womb when it came to the appointed time to wrestle, listen, he would have let go and not been able to hold on to the blessing. Because he learned from the womb how to wrestle and because he learned from the womb how to hold on, listen, the nation came up out of him. That's when they said, that name shall no longer be called Jacob, but it shall now be called Israel. Because out of you is going to come the nation of Israel. This chosen people, this royal priesthood of people, these kings and, and priests that God wants to use to be a blessing to all the other nations in the world. All because he learned from the womb how to wrestle. And from the womb, he learned how to hold on. See, some things you should have learned way back then. There were some things you learned, but you stopped doing and You need to go pick it back up. If you're going to have success, listen, you learned that thing long, long, long time ago. It taught you way back in kindergarten when somebody's saying something mean to you. First, yeah, you tell. But if they say something again out of my presence, if I'm not an earshot, ignore them. They, they, didn't they, they taught you way back in kindergarten how to ignore your haters. And you're so busy getting thrown off because now your haters are not necessarily verbally speaking to you. Oh, you got these home road key gangsters now. They texting what they want to say to you. And you still throw. Listen, go back to what you learned in kindergarten and ignore your haters. talk about that hopefully i'll talk about that next week i don't know we'll see though but listen god has taught you a long time ago how to hold on if if he didn't you wouldn't be here today because remember when the spirit of suicide came remember you were so heavy you were so low so depressed and the enemy was telling you listen it's not even worth it don't nobody miss you don't nobody recognize you they don't even pay attention when you hear they don't even notice when you're not here Just go ahead and just, but something on the inside of you that you learned a long time ago gave you the ability to hold on. <laughs> Lord, 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 it went when the 40 years this time of testing, when the test came, when the trial came, something in you taught you how to hold on. Something in you taught you how to wrestle. Now, this is for all my individual who understand and you know that there are certain real things, real issues, real problems, real struggles. Uh, and we're going to also say real sin because they don't talk about sin in the church no more. We are a church that still talks about sin. We're not going to make everything an issue or a problem or a struggle. No, some stuff is just a sin. But out of all these real things, 
I want to encourage you. If you haven't yielded to it, meaning if you haven't given yourself completely to it, you still got to wrestle in you. I'm trying to encourage you. Your wrestling is an indication that you have not submitted to it. Your wrestling is an indication that you have not yielded to it. It means that I'm fighting not to fall prey to this thing, not to become a victim of this thing, not to allow the enemy to use me, but I still believe that God's hand is upon me. I still believe the word of God about my life. Even though it doesn't look like it, doesn't feel like it, it seemed like, listen, he blessing everybody else, but something in me is saying there was a wrestle in me. I will not yield to what the enemy is trying to get me to do to tempt me to do seduce me to do trick me into doing no i'm a wrestle you didn't just start wrestling you learned how to wrestle way back because see for some of y'all the enemy tried to take you out when you was in the uh, for some of y'all he tried to kill you while you was in the womb because he allowed the umbilical cord to get wrapped around your neck and you was wrestling with your own life in the in the womb not a sibling you in there wrestling with an umbilical cord Oh, but look at you, you're here. Some of y'all might have been premature, or you might have had children who were premature. Wrestling. But look at them now. Because they learned how to wrap. Uh, they learn how to wrestle in the womb. You got to understand, you don't take that for granted. Oh, no, God was teaching them something in the womb. I remember when my middle child came out, my baby came out. She came out so quick that it scared the doctor. She just came out. I said, Lord, I'm glad he was right there because my baby would have hit the floor. And oh, I would, oh, I probably would have hit him. <laughs> Y'all want me to lie? I'm not lying. And still would have probably tried to sue after I hit him. But thank God he was in position. He caught my baby. And when my baby came out, my baby didn't come out crying like the other two. Massey came out. Just looking, looking at me, and then she reached up and grabbed the man. She grabbed his, 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 uh, what's the thing called? The thing that you plug in the air. Stethoscope. She grabbed the stethoscope, and he was trying to take it from her. He was like, oh, and she's strong. He said, that's a good sign. Oh, this is a strong one. I said, oh, look at the majesty of God. Oh, look at that right there. You got to understand, she had a hole coming out the womb. And I'm grateful. That even when things try to get away from her, Madsy holds on to it. She's, out of all my children, she, she's that one that when she wants it, she's like me. She don't really ask for much. Well, now she be asking for a lot of stuff. But when she wants it, she wants it. Her mind is made up. There's n I, listen, because I try. There's nothing I can say. Because usually I'm very, I'm very persuasive. And I can change their mind. But she, she, she had her heels dug in. Mm-mm. I said, well, Matt, she's like, you know, certain things like, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Mm-mm, I want this. Well, why? Why do you want that? And that's one thing I've told my children. If you can't explain to me why you want it, that's a good reason you shouldn't have it. So now my children, they know how to articulate why they want something. And she tells me. In an articulate manner, why she wants it, okay? I've tried to change her mind, not budging. So I learned to leave it alone. Why? Because she has learned how to hold on. What am I saying? Even though it may be things where she's talking about, I want this shoe, or I want this outfit, or I want this hairstyle. 
So I remember when she wanted to get her head diarrhea. I said, why you, why you want to do that? Daddy, you did it. Well, I was going through something. I was going through a midlife crisis at Dog on 38. You're not going through that, right? But she articulated why she wanted okay? And I was like, well, isn't your favorite color green? Why not green? Because I want red. Okay, why not like honey blonde? Because I want red. And I'm going to put different colors, show her different colors. Away. Look how good this go with your complexion. And, you know, she would do that side eye thing like this. Let me open my eyes so you can see. She would do it like this. <laughs> and then she would roll her eyes like, because I want red. Okay, so I learned to give up. Why? Because she held on to it. What does that teach me? When she becomes older, a young woman, she's not going to allow people to deter her to pull her away from what she believed. I, I'm so glad, you know what? I'm so glad my baby's a, a, a she kind of is walking on what God told her. God said she would graduate early, did that. She's in college now, just like God said. Uh, uh, Majesty is now saying, listen, part of her prophetic word, when we dedicated her to the Lord, the Lord said, listen, the kingdom needs lawyer. First, Majesty's like, I want to be a teacher. Uh-uh, 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 the kingdom needs lawyers. Your daddy's going to specifically need a lawyer because I'm not backing down. And I'm going to need somebody who can get me out of jail. <laughs> I'm not speaking me going to jail, but I'm saying if I happen to go, I need somebody who can get me off without any charges. Listen, so I've been trying to speak this to her. Mm, Dad, want be no lawyer. See, all these other things she would come up with. Oh, my God, I almost gave up, y'all. And out the blue, she was like, you know what? I thought about it, Daddy. And exactly how I'm doing, this is how she was looking at me, doing her hair like this, because bad she loved to do this. I thought about it, Daddy. I want to be a lawyer. Boy, I sat there just still like, okay. Like I was calm on the outside, like, okay, like, you sure? Okay, well, that's good, Majesty. Amen. You know, I started getting a little religious. <laughs> Amen. Praise Jesus. <laughs> On the inside, I was, <laughs> I was, I was going in. On the inside, oh, I was blessing his name so good, cause my baby's saying she wants to do the will of God, even though she didn't say it like that. But to say I want to be a lawyer is really saying I want to do what God called me to do. My fourteen-year-old, my ten-year-old, we working on her. She she told me one day she's like, I want to be a housewife. What the. F <laughs> What? Are you what? I just look like. Are you kidding me? I said, where did you get that idea from? Right? Some time went by, and she said it again. I said, Rain. I can hardly talk. <laughs> I can hardly talk. I said, Are you serious? Are you? Are you? She looked at me with a straight face, and then she just hit me with a smile like, that. I was just joking. I just was joking. I just wanted to see what she was going to say. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You, don't do that, man. Like, don't, don't get me all riled up. Don't do that. What do you want to be? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, God. 
When you said a housewife, at least you had an answer. This I don't know. But I know she's going to figure it out. I think about Shekinah. She's very, very good with her hands. And Shekinah saying, no, I want to be a surgeon. Amen, baby, you can do that. Because best believe if I need to be operated on, ugh, I need some anointed hands that can open me and close me back up. I need somebody that's discerning who can go in the room of the spirit and say, listen, we don't even got to operate. Let me just lay my hands and pray while I'm on the table. I need that type of a surgeon. So I'm proud of my children, you know, as with all the culture that's going on around them, with all the pressure of the culture to try to fit in. In their own way, they're trying to stand out, and I commend them. I applaud them for that. Because I understand me being a pastor, them being ch uh, children, a uh, 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 pastor's children, right? That's added pressure. And they get no breaks from me. None. They get no breaks from me. Because I can't let a devil come in the house. I can't bring one. My wife can't bring one. They can't bring one. And the dog can't bring one. See, I'm, I'm, I mean it like that. He can't even go mate unless he married. If he not married, he going to die single. Double a lie. <laughs> he, ain't bring, he ain't bring no spirit of fornication in this. House. No, you're a lie. I, I, we struggle with too much. You know, he got to be holy too. He not like the other dog. The other dog, other dog, when I pray, he come right next to me and lay down. He assume the posture. I'm submitting myself to what's going on. This other one just be rolling his eye like. I'd be wanting to smack him on his head. I was like, I don't, because I understand I got some animal people. I don't. <laughs> Discern me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm about to get out y'all way. I'm just saying. King ain't got a clue. He not spiritual at all. The other dog, I knew when something was spiritual was happening around my house, he was so sent. This one, all kind of stuff be coming around the house, stuff that got in the house, spiritual stuff. He don't, he don't do nothing. He don't bark at nothing. I said, you, I, is you with, are you on team devil? I don't know about you. Maybe this devil done snuck, snuck, snuck a, a Trojan horse in my house. I don't know. So I got to figure this thing out. I got to discern this dog better. But he going to be saved, though. He can, before it's over, he's going to be saved. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchoffila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchoffila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.